unique yeah unique new york have you ever wished kurt angle to wish your significant other a happy birthday have you ever wanted jake the snake roberts to wish you condolences on the passing of a loved one have you ever wanted anyone in your life to be wished a solemn and dignified Ramadan by the Honky Tonk Man? Well, head on over to FAM.US, that's F-A-A-M dot U-S, and you can get all these things and more. Get Kurt Angle to tweet you happy birthday if you're lonely enough. But when you do, make sure to use our code FUDPODCAST, F-U-D PODCAST, and give us a little kickback. Again, last, 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 last FM, what the fuck? FOM.US FUD Podcast. Now, our feature presentation. Federation podcast. I'm Tyler Fudge, and I'm Travis Fudge. So just clear some, some, some. Let's get everything out of the way we need to. Okay, let's start this off. Get all the what I'm doing now. The rambling. Let's stop that right now with me. Ramble up, and let's go through. You can find the Federation podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, TuneIn, many more. You can also follow Federation on Twitter at the Federation. You can go on Facebook at the Federation Podcast, and you can find all of our podcasts on MoFudge.com. Now you can also go to Patreon and you can donate, and that's it. So, Travis, this is Survivor Series 2002. Jazz hands. <laughs> what we're here today to do is we took a week off last week, basically just to prepare to make this show as good as we can. But, uh, at the end of this show, we are going to announce the winner of the Federation Mystery Box. Oh, ho, ho, ho. We're looking at the stuff that's inside of the Federation Mystery Box right now. Good thing we don't do a video podcast, because that would be silly. Spoiler alert. Spoilers. I, I It could be good, it could be bad, it could be amazing, you'll never know. One person's trash is another man's treasure. Yep, yep. You don't know. And I swear to God that this is not like sunny soiled underwear that will probably give you 10 venereal diseases. No, no, it's, it's, it's better you'll, than You'll that. get a chuckle out of it. You might get some, you, you'll get a good hearty laugh, a good good time out of it. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Travis, though, I just read, as I was waiting for you, I just read on the Facebook yeah. that Lucha Underground 
season one and two available on iTunes. For now. real? Yes. So yes. they're putting the new episodes up on iTunes weekly? That's what it seems like, yep. Hmm. So I can support a really good wrestling company. Yes, now. finally. Well, good lord, golly gee. Maybe I, I'm, I'll revisit season one now because I hit and miss on what I've seen and what I haven't seen. Oh, yeah. I saw up until Aztec Warfare, then I took a big break, then I started watching again, gearing up for Ultima Lucha. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What what better time than now, right? So that I'm very excited about. It would have been good to know yesterday during Mucha Lucha, but I mean, whatever. That's another thing you can listen to Mucha Lucha on the Federation podcast. Pre Lucha Underground going on iTunes. Yes. Pre pre pro, post pre. What? You know, before it goes up. Oh on, yes, before yes. Before Lucha yes. Underground goes up on iTunes, you know. You guys having a podcast? I, I don't know. I'm I, rambling right yeah, now. Yeah, I don't even know what you're trying to we talk wanted, we, about. I, I was trying to. I was trying to be clever, but <laughs> it never ever came. No, no. <laughs> so Travis, the WWE has come home. This is the WWE Survivor Series 2002 coming to you live from Madison Square Garden in New York City. At this point, how long has it been since they had an MSG pay per view? Probably since Royal Rumble 2000, right? I have no idea. I would assume since Royal Rumble 2000, because I can't remember seeing that stage setup for anything. It seems oh, like... yeah, because the tables match between Jeff Hardy and the Dudleys. Yes, and they did they did a harken back to that spot yeah. of that match yeah. with Jeff in the opener here. Yeah, yeah, they did. Like, same camera angle yeah. and everything. Same entrance. <laughs> it's kind of like they go there every two years, because you got SummerSlam 98, you know, Highway to yeah. Hell. Yeah. And then you got Royal Rumble 2000, SummerSlam 02, WrestleMania 20. <laughs> then they just take a big break. Not coming back here until fucking... Oh, Rolling Rumble 08. There we go. Yeah. That was a pretty big gap. Four years. Without going to the garden? For a pay-per-view. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, four... Two... Four years. Yeah, four years. The encyclopedia is doubting himself. <laughs> Travis, there's 17,930 in attendance tonight. Nice number for WWE pay-per-views right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, it also did 350,000 pay-per-view buys. That's down 100,000 from 2001. It's also down 100,000 from 2003. I was actually looking at the Observer this week, or last week, and they were talking about uh, financials. Yeah. And they had a list of every financials, whether it was a loss or a gain of that year. And you look at, um, say, 98 to 03 or 04, and they pretty much make money every year except for 02 where they lost like $41 million in 02. <laughs> they had XFL in 01 and they didn't lose that much money. But in 02, they lose $41 million. It's crazy how big of a gap. But are they not counting the XFL in 01 against the WWE? Because okay, didn't that um, lose like $160 million? I'm counting um, 01 to 02 is one bracket. And they uh, I believe that they gained that year. But 02 to 03... They lost like forty-one million dollars. Okay, fucking brutal. Yeah, it's crazy how big of a gap, like how big that they dropped off that cliff yeah. during this year. Yeah, no, agreed. Yeah, well, like and, and right now too, the numbers are really starting to wane. You know, pay-per-view buys are down a lot. You know, a hundred thousand from a year ago. Now, mind you, this time a year ago was the blow-off for the invasion. Am I correct? Yeah. Right. So. There could be your extra 100,000 buys, but you gain it back again the next year. So it's, it, this year it almost seemed like it was a little off time. Loss of Stone Cold, maybe. 
Stone Cold. You know, The Rock. Rock is not there. Undertaker's not there right now as well. Yeah, you yeah. You know, that's three core guys from yesteryear that's just up and gone. And the people that started out with this year, too. Um, Hogan, Nash. Hall, yeah. Hall was gone immediately. But Hogan and Nash, right? They yeah. were they were big. Well, especially Hogan. He was a big money pusher at that point, for especially WrestleMania X8. But we got two new names tonight, Travis. Well, one name has had one match. We got two. Two are full time now. Yes, two are full time, and and it's gonna come up. I can't wait to get to it. it oh yeah, me too. Great. Me too. The first match of the night though is Jeff Hardy, Bubba Ray, and Spike against Three Minute Warning and Rico in a tables match. The tables and elimination match. And Jr. gives us a nice little question to hype us up. Do you feel like a little wood? <laughs> Did you notice that? Uh, they had a little trouble opening the doors for Bubba and Spike. No, did you did you notice how flimsy that was though? Every I, time somebody would come through, it's like shaking. I noticed that a lot of them seemed to either pretend to push the doors open themselves, or yeah. they <laughs> just you know. Because if you actually pushed it, you probably would have knocked it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. It, it, it was it was it was a decent setup when it was closed, but when it was opening, when the f- camera was focused on it, it didn't really sell. And what what we're talking about is they made the one Titan Tron uh, a set of folding doors that would open when somebody came through. Yeah, the MSG hard camera yeah. entrance, which is really refreshing to see. I love that entrance setup. Yeah. It like it's so simple, but they barely ever do it. And if they did it more often, they'd be able to sell more seats in MSG because you get rid of that gigantic stage. Yeah. And and it, it, it's you've got your you know your pyro set up on one side you know like we see entrances coming from all around the building kind of tonight yeah right yeah, we so do. that's pretty cool uh, but the Fink did you hear how he f- botched three minute warnings entrance oh yeah it was um just <laughs> just just three minute warning right yeah, three minute warning <laughs> it's like. What? It was like hearing Lillian Garcia announce names on the old SmackDown games, where she would be like, <laughs> and introducing, Bam Bam Bigelow. It's like, you know, when you do a creative wrestler in like 2K16, it's like, it's Aaron Hodges. It's like, right? Like, just say Aaron Hodges. I think he's like a baseball player. It's like, Aaron Hodges. Right? Right? He's just like, couldn't you just like put some emphasis? Like, have her say it twice. Once, you know, like. Yeah, right? I don't know. I don't know. Or, yeah. Yeah, one way in a very, very calm sense, and then the other way to kind of climax the name. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and then you got, like, one option for, like, Japan style. Really? Irene Hotties! Right? So, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> uh, the first thing I noticed in this match, though, Travis, was Jeff looks refreshed a little bit. You know what I mean? He doesn't look all cracked out. I think that that's that. I don't. I, I think that the black shirt look, where he wears that gigantic shirt, yeah, makes him look extremely skinny and gaunt. I think it, it's it's the contrast of not having the white, you know, because I'm Rod, he's been wearing white pants, white shirt. Yeah, yeah. You know, in here, it's you know, he's he's back to his old pants. I think, isn't it? Well, somewhere like it, like his old line. pants, but a different color, right? Yeah, and and, and a black shirt. So it's like. I don't know, he just didn't seem so gaunt to me. Jeff uh, definitely kind of was staying tried and true to his, what he kind of does nowadays in O two, where yeah. he messes up everything. Yeah, no, that was Ray's job tonight. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. Jeff did a few flubs that were real bad. As, yeah, but I guess Jeff does them all the time, so it's like a lot harder to notice. Ray did have a few that I cringed at. Yeah. But you know what? That guy's trying so hard all the oh, time. Oh, dude, he, if, if he did everything he tried to do in that match, boy, that would have been something. Because like, that match is great anyways. It was. You know what I mean? And was, when they did that first uh, alley-oop spot, and then he completely missed the turnbuckle. Yeah. The fact that he tried to do it again. Yeah, no. So much balls. Him, right? Good so on much balls. Good on uh, so, uh, but Jeff Hardy, he gets some extra air by, uh, springboarding off of Bubba's back. Yeah. I guess it has a little bit more cushion than, uh, Matt's back, I suppose. His little bony back. Uh, and then, uh, Jeff goes for a crossbody against Rosie, where Rosie forgets to catch. Yeah. Does Jeff feel safe, I wonder, <laughs> in the hands of this wild Samoan? Did Rosie feel safe being in the hands of Jeff later on? <laughs> I guess so. he's just like I'm. I might just take you out now so that you don't take me out later. <laughs> this is like a good, like a evil for evil. The best part of this match, though, in my opinion, not excluding the Royal Rumble 2000 um, time lap spot, in the a homage. way, um, when Spike Dudley gets on his gets on top of Jamal's shoulders. Standing, like completely standing up on his shoulders, and then performing a hurricanrana in the corner. Okay, that yeah, was a great yeah. spot. Great spot. Yeah. Uh, for me, I don't know. The, the match itself for me wasn't that that good. No, you know, no, really it was terrible. Is. Yeah, uh, it was basically a a tables match, uh, and it wasn't a Hardy's Dudley's tables match. It was. Three green guys against, you know, three not-so-green guys yeah. in a tables match. And uh, it, it showed for the most part, especially with Jamal and Rosie. Uh, but really, I think we've really covered the most. Like, Jamal went on top for a top rope hurricane run. Bubba turns it into a powerbomb, eliminating Jamal. Here comes Rosie, and it's turned into a three-on-one. This is after, you know, the Royal Rumble spot there. Uh, this is after, you know, Spike gets eliminated. This is after Hell uh, who was it? Rosie got eliminated, so it was, and, and Jamal. They're both eliminated at this point in time. I skipped a lot of the match. It's not a very good match. No. And it's hard to actually go through because a lot of these spots, they were just spots, really. This match was really leading up to one spot. Exactly. You know, then this then this came right now where uh, Rosie and Jamal are, and Rico, all three of them are teaming up against Bubba, and all of a sudden here comes Devon Dudley. Fucking Devon. Who the man? Who the man? Devon is again the man. <laughs> he comes out to save his brother, and the Dudleys are back again. And th- they win with a 3D. Yes. Yeah, he hits Rico with a 3D, and and all is good in Dudleyville. You know, it's the perfect place to do it, too. You're in New York. Exactly. You know, they who would pop harder than a, a Philly crowd? You know what I mean? It's one or the, the other. New York, New York yeah. or Philly. The only people that will pop this loud for Devon Dudley. Exactly. Exactly. The fact that was... <laughs> Especially after this poor, poor Reverend Devon gimmick. I think of this saved face for everything that they kind of did for Devon in the last oh, six yeah. months. You can forget it because it hasn't. It's not like it's forefront in Raw's eyes. And poor Devon, he has to deal with fucking Dave Batista again. Oh. Got rid of Dave Batista yeah. for a while, and now they're just back in the same situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm guy. guessing I'm guessing Devon is still a part of the the Big Show trade. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. You know they got a few draft picks for next draft. 
Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Hockey. yeah, you can pick from FCW or OVW at the time. OVW or uh, Deep South. Deep South, yeah. I yeah. bet you, I think they still have Memphis, too. Probably st- Kenny Omega was probably a part of this at this point in time, I bet. Good Lord, maybe. In Deep South. Could be. Oh, I don't know. Did you watch the ROH pay-per-view? Not yet, but boy, oh boy, I cannot wait to watch that six-man. Number one, the production. I know. Number I've seen two, pictures. Moose versus Okada. Which, I, I know I heard it was great. And number three, that <laughs> six-man tag match. Holy crap. Yeah, no, like, I... Yeah, okay, fuck this this this, this tables match. Oh, who would ever have thought, two years ago, I watched the episode of ROH TV where Moose debuts. Oh, God, I thought he was... I didn't think he was going to last. I thought he was brain dead, just judging by the way that he came out. He walked out... Walk back out, uh, walk away. You know, he walks out onto the ramp. They show him on camera, and he walks back in. And I, I think Veda Scott was in that too. Yeah, she was just yeah. Kind of like, oh yeah, I see something in you. Yeah, rah rah rah. And so it was like, oh, you know, we signed an NFL player. I was like, oh goddamn, ROH, really? This is what you're doing? Moose has improved so <laughs> oh, much. Dude, Moose is amazing. He's gonna like, be a star. Seeing him at the Supercard of Honor. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that we saw right? him. That was a year ago. He's been in there for two years. You could never tell watching Supercard of Honor that he was only one year into the business. No, no. So, and, and that's live where you can see stuff like that more evident. He's improved more than a lot of people in NXT. Oh, yeah. WWE, if WWE doesn't scoop up Moose sometimes, they're nuts. Well, that's There's, the worst thing is that he's in ROH. Yeah, and he's probably under, contracts. He's under a contract, I bet. Yeah, he's probably, uh, he's not making what the Bucks are making. But he's making, I bet you he's making more than a lot of guys in ROH. I would say. Just, to, you know, he's the NFL guy. He probably was when he got in there and he was green as goose shit. Yeah. Like, but, he probably got a pretty decent lucrative contract from ROH's, from ROH's standards, right? Yeah. Well, just to leave the NHL, uh, the NHL, the NFL and go. Did he leave the NFL? I don't know. I really don't know much about him. Was he actually in the NFL? Well, he was probably in the NFL, but I feel like someone from him or someone like him. Probably someone that just blew his knees out. Yeah, couldn't do the football regular. Baron schedule. Corbin. Baron Corbin. A better Baron Corbin. Half of the NFL people turn wrestlers, like Ron Simmons, and well, Bucky. I wouldn't say half of the NFL. <laughs> no, half of the uh, half of the people that went from NFL or college football to wrestling, half of them blow their knees out, so, things like that, right? Yeah, you know exactly. They they never just leave for the sake of leaving, like Big Show and Kevin Nash. Uh, Undertaker, all those well, guys. They were in the NFL. They were basketball, basketball. players. Yeah. But same thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Both heavily rely on your knees. Exactly. I don't know if you guys could hear the dog. The dog came in. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We had a little presence. visitor just now. Uh, but yeah, so the Dudleys win the tables match. And we go to the world. And who's there? Stacy's there. Oh, yeah. Without Test. Because she says that she's, ten- she's sent Test on a worldwide promotional tour. But here's Saliva. Yeah. So deep. Oh, man. Saliva plays always. And I zoned out for... Yeah, me too. I I don't have any uh, funny things to say about the crowd or anything like that. I I can't really stand Josie Scott and that group of generic talentless... When he rolls his eyes back in the head and tries to be the Undertaker, it's just like, fuck. You're so cool. Yeah, yeah. Just because the Undertaker's not in this pay per view doesn't give you the right. Can't to believe do it. you guys weren't more popular than you were. I can't believe you guys didn't get songs that weren't actually on other things than just WWE shows. Yeah, that's basically all they were, really, essentially. 
<laughs> but, Puddle of Mud 2.0. Yeah, yeah, essentially. But we're saved, Travis, by Jamie Noble versus Billy Kidman. Yeah. Kidman's got new music. Yes, he does. <laughs> he's got the music that I remember from my childhood. Yeah, he's got the music that you just you, you recall from the video games. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the theme. I like it. Yeah. No? Can you imagine, though, if these two guys wore the jorts? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. I think... Uh, uh, somebody tweeted Jamie Noble and uh, Billy Kidman and asked them both. It was like, oh man, the 32 man cruiserweight title or cruiserweight uh, tournament. You guys should, you guys should enter. It's like, no, there's not enough jorts for the both of us. That was what Billy Kidman said. It was like, ah, touche, dude, touche. Good work. Good work. I'm watching your matches right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't think Billy Kidman weighs enough. Or, I think he weighs too much to be a cruiserweight nowadays. That's never stopped the WWE. No, I'm pretty so. sure Billy Kidman is out of shape. Oh, yeah? Like, like, like Taz out of shape? Yeah. Wow. Like, he's got a gut. Uh, I mean, what what would you do if Tory Wilson left you for A-Rod? Are you serious? That old Road Dog Josh Matthews show in the vaults of uh, Titan Towers? Yeah. They always used to make fun of Billy Kidman on the show. Oh, really? How fat he was. <laughs> really, Christ. they they would. They would just make fun of how fat Billy Kidman was. <laughs> we get one of the best quotes of the night. Noble's got something up his sleeve here, and he has no shirt on, so he has no sleeves. Taz. Gotta love him. <laughs> we also get a great sign. Uh, Nydia is my cousin slash sister. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's very, that's, that's, I didn't expect that in like Alabama, but New York, Jesus. <laughs> I guess it takes all kinds, right? So uh, Kidman hits an abdominal stretch, reverse sit-out powerbomb, I guess you'd call it. Uh... You know, do you know a better name for that move? Like a reverse sit-out powerbomb, is it? Uh, like where he, where he like takes him. I called it a sit-out face buster, but yeah. it's not really a face buster. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I searched the internet for an actual name. I never found a goddamn thing. You want to just call it Kidman's move? Kid, Kidman's Kidman's abdominal stretch thing. Seven-year itch. No, seven-year itch is a six-year press. Six-year itch. Uh, yeah, seven year, seven year itch is like this heroin thing. Yeah, it does. I know, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll 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 think of something clever. Because he's, uh, I almost gave away the ending of the match. Nidia saves Noble from a shooting star press or a seven year itch, uh, but he still gets hit by a cross body outside. Uh, Nidman and uh, Nidman, Nidia grabs the foot of Kidman. He grabs her by the hair, gets slapped. Noble comes in the sneak attack, and Kidman ducks. Hitting Nidia. So the two basically, they go back and forth trying to do variations of a power bomb. Noble hits a Tiger Bomb, only gets a two. Successfully power bomb Kibben, though. Yeah. That's, if anything came from Jamie Noble in this match, they successfully power bomb Kibben. <laughs> After them having all those rematches on SmackDown. Yeah. And now we finally get the big blow off. It's. I don't get how we had clean finishes for those matches on SmackDown. Yeah, it's. it's I don't know. It, it, was, it was them testing out 2015 booking. I guess. Uh, but one thing that came to my mind during this match, Travis, was uh, where did all the blood come from? This is the second match. Nobody got blood in the first match. Um, was there, like, some bloodbath on Heat? Well, so, we haven't talked about Heat yet. Oh, The match right. on Heat would be the new team of Goldust and the Hurricane, the two, the two rejects from the Elimination Chamber match. Yeah. Well, Christian, too, though. Christian's poor, a reject, too. Poor Christian. No yeah. one got injured. Someone does get injured in the match. Yes. But I think he had too much pride to leave and give Christian his spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but poor 
Goldust and Hurricane, not with their partners this week, being Kane and Booker T, faced Landstorm and William Regal. Oh, wow. Which I'm... I don't see them having a bloodbath. No, unless somebody accidentally got Maybe Landstorm's red shorts had a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of warm dye on it that got, uh, you know, planted on their Sure. I mean, I'm all down for that. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't notice the blood, to be fairly honest. No? I noticed the blood on the mat first thing. Yeah, I was like... Maybe, the, weird... maybe it was the crowd gouging their eyes out when they had to watch saliva play always. Oh, at least they didn't have big screens that they had to look at it on. You know what they used Cause to do? Because it gets worse. It gets worse because when they sing Jericho's theme. Oh. I remember for SummerSlam, they sing that live? Yeah. Oh, I couldn't remember. Oh, I didn't think so. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of like... Um, they went back and forth. Like They uh, cut from Jericho's entrance to the world. Were they doing it? They were doing it at the yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's... So skeezy. I know. It's like you got MSG there. You've got a full fucking. What about Ray's stage? That's what I'm saying. You got you. That's what I was getting to. You got the pyro over there. It's on a stage that Ray makes an entrance from later on in the night, where Saliva could have played and be front and center. Fuck, put it in the ring. <laughs> like, could you imagine having a live setup with the elimination chamber in there? Oh, can you imagine trying to fucking do something in a ring though? You got the drummer over there just getting pummeled by the bounce on the ring. <laughs> Really, he's, he's trying to do his kick drum and he's just fucking bouncing back at him and shit. But, uh, so we get an insiguri. Kidman goes for another shooting star press. Nidia distracts him, causing Noble to get up and jostle on the top turnbuckle. Kidman throws Noble to the mat, hits a shooting star press, kinda, <laughs> and wins the Cruiserweight Championship. I totally forgot that Kidman won the uh, Cruiserweight title I this was time. shocked when this happened, actually. This, this is the end of Noble's reign? Yeah. Yeah, we don't see much of Noble anymore after this, do we? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah? Oh, Good. yeah, his cousin comes in. Yeah, his, really? his cousin. Who? We get... We already know his cousin, right? We, we, um, we've we talked about his cousin before. Um, His cousin's going to come in soon. I forget why. I think it's for Travis, me. is his cousin, for some reason, Nunzio? Yes. Okay. Yes, it is. <laughs> I'm trying to think it up in my head. I was like, this doesn't sound right. What is his cousin? You know, it's just like, I don't think I'm right. We get more noble gold. <laughs> and as far as I can remember, we get a lot of noble gold up until next summer. Okay, well, I'm good with like, that. He has this feud with Billy Gunn over Tori Wilson. What? Yeah, because she goes into Playboy and Billy Gunn and Tori are like an item at this oh, point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and Billy, I'm sure fucking Billy Kidman, they, they had to give, him, give her to another Billy, didn't they? Oh, yeah. Oh, just yeah. to kill Billy Kidman. <laughs> God damn, this guy is... Stephanie can do what they do. Fuck. (laughs) That's going right back to one of the first episodes we ever reviewed of the SmackDown 6. (laughs) Billy Kidman in the back trying to impress Stephanie McMahon. Oh, yes! Oh, fuck. uh, That still stands up probably one of the best segments they did. That was the cage match where she was like, hey, can you do that, Billy? And you're like, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I can. (laughs) Uh, so we go backstage, and we have uh, Kurt Angle. He says if Kidman can win a title, then they can win the tag team titles tonight. But can they beat Hulk Hogan? <laughs> like, fuck you, Kidman, right? Like, just <laughs> Kurt Angle. Kurt says, stay out of the champ's way. Benoit takes offense, to which Angle refers to them as amigos. Bosom buddies. Friends to the end. <laughs> Benoit extends a hand to Angle, but tag team partners don't shake hands. They don't. They hug. <laughs> so uh, Angle gives Benoit a big hug, and uh, Benoit seems to like it. Tremendous chemistry. Oh yeah, tremendous. Travis, what happens on FU TV? 
Oh, well, on FUTV tonight, I think that this is the only time we get FUTV. Maybe once more. Like, not even on Raw? No, no, no. I mean, like, tonight for Survivor Series. Mm. But Victoria is seen backstage through said hidden camera talking to a self-chastising mirror. Then she breaks it as well, <laughs> as well as the Trish cutout. Yes, yes. All is, you gotta put the Trish cutout in We there. also get that video package after that I can describe in one word, being bitter. Yeah, yeah, it's basically a lot of angry talking. Yep. But I did like the, the hype video, though. I yeah. did, I did like A it. reason for the story, and I mean, this, this match was actually pretty good, yeah. I enjoyed it. It's been three years since the last hardcore women's match we have seen in the WWE. And that was probably between Ivory and Tori. Really? Yeah, I have it on my uh, on my uh, hardcore VHS. That from... sounds god fucking awful. Oh, it's it's just a backstage brawl. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you know. one of them crash Holly hardcore matches. Yeah, Ivory sends her into the women's locker room. Oh, oh, we're in the men's locker room. That means it's time to strip, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna rip <laughs> off your top in front of all these men. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. So uh, basically, the match starts with uh, Victoria choking Tris with whatever she can find. Yeah. She chokes her with a, a shirt. With a broom. Then we get a good little exchange with the broom. Where they're doing flips and, and monkey flips. And just, just, everybody, nobody's letting go of the broom. But they're continuing on with their spots. Yeah. So it's really nice. It's really nice. We also have um, weapons set up in each corner. Yeah. We, every, every single post with a trash can attached to the post. Yeah. With weapons inside. Yeah. So, you know, you don't have to uh, look underneath the ring and try and, uh, you know... Pull a Bram where you're trying to find one weapon, but you can't find it on oh, any fuck. side. Bram. Speaking of getting weapons out, Trish gets out an ironing board. She has trouble positioning though. Did you, did you notice that? It's like she's trying to stick it in the corner. It's like, no, honey, an ironing board will stand one way and one way only. Thank God she's pretty. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so she has trouble getting it in the corner. She ends up just placing it there. I don't know, just like loosely. And Irish whips Victoria into it, and the thing just falls to pieces. Think that that was a real ironing board? Probably. They're yeah. not very sturdy. I would not sit on an ironing oh, board. Oh, good lord, no. No, I wouldn't put a kid and sit on an ironing board. Uh, Victoria then clobbers Trish over the head with a trash can lid. Oh, yeah, yeah. Goes up top. Trish goes for a standing head scissors flip. But it's caught by Victoria, and Trish gingerly hits Victoria over the head. <laughs> so, you know, the next one, though, not so soft. But I thought that was really funny. Oh, yeah, me too. Uh, Victoria will then grab a mirror that I don't think ever gets used. Which I can't remember it ever getting shattered. Trish steps on it and breaks it anyway. <laughs> like, this is literally what Maybe happens. Maybe there was a spot intended they, yeah. for it, and Trish just ended up blowing it. Yeah, because that's what happened. Like, like she was getting up, and she stepped back, and she steps right on the mirror. Yeah. And you can hear a little... <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they just didn't want to use a broken mirror because maybe somebody could die. Yeah, you don't want to get tetanus or anything like that. Yeah, no. Uh, Trish, though, she then hits the nastiest bulldog from the corner. And if Victoria's face didn't hurt enough, she slams it right on the hip of Trish. And, and by that, I mean the trash can lid. <laughs> the second shot of the trash can lid hit her right square in the schnoz. Uh, but Trish only gets a two. So then, uh, basically, Victoria sprays Trish in the face with a fire extinguisher, snaps suplex, and gets the win. Very anticlimactic finish. It was, and we already have two new champs tonight. Travis, should I just blow it now and just tell him that every title changes hands tonight? 
<laughs> There's not one match where a title does not change hands. It's impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's it's, impressive. It, it's something They're really starting over tonight. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't really see this much at all because, like, you had to start over with on SmackDown side because of Brock Lesnar having broken ribs. So uh, you really, that was really a foregone conclusion you had to And do a couple it. months ago when we were wondering why Lesnar wasn't on Armageddon, that explains That's it. That's exactly why, yeah. Uh, and with, with Raw, it's basically just a little shake-up because Raw's numbers are plummeting. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like give, it, give the titles. And they probably already had the idea of giving it the shot at Elimination Chamber from SummerSlam, right? Like, yeah. It just, the road there didn't really build nothing at all. Well, who are you going to take the title off of Age anyway at this point? No. Other than Sean. Exactly. The story that makes the most sense. And you know what, though? The story leading up to Elimination Chamber is not all that bad now, thinking back. Because what it did is it set up everybody going into the Elimination Chamber. You know what I mean? In a way, yeah. The way the Triple H was booked, though, I don't know. I'm still not a fan of it. Because no, no, no. Still the way they got there was garbage, but the fundamentals were there. There's two ways to look at it that Triple H says that he's beaten everyone that he could possibly beat. And who is that? Spike Dudley? Stevie Richards? Bubba Ray Dudley? Yeah. Fucking uh, D'Lo Brown and a fucking blindfold match well, i mean triple h rvd he's beaten them already he beat rvd with the help of rick flair yeah well, I mean, but then you could also he's say, a bad guy he can say that stuff. well yeah you could also say that he's such a delusional heel that he hasn't really beaten anyone except for kane and rvd in a very very shoddy way that yeah. wasn't him at all yeah because he's he's he didn't beat triple or he didn't beat no he didn't beat himself he didn't beat sean no he didn't he, yeah, Sean wins the match. Triple H gets his heat back. Yeah, what it is. That's got all right? of his heat back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cripples him. <laughs> Get the shovel. Yeah, uh, and then uh, he doesn't have anything to do with Booker T yet. No, not yet. And in Jericho, never encounters Brock. No, N- nothing with Jericho. No, like he never encounters Brock ever until until the second go around. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like generally like staying clear. Sure. Pretty sure he just didn't want to put put over Brock at that point. And well, that's, that's why, why Brock- they. Yeah, that's why Triple H got his own title. Yeah, so, I mean, pays I guess to be the uh, the 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 boss's buddy. You know yeah. what I mean? So, so we go backstage buddy. though, buddy, buddy. buddy. <laughs> backstage, Bischoff says he's outdone himself, and here's the big show, gloating over the success that he's had on SmackDown. End of that segment. Yeah, yeah, it, it was nothing much. Yeah. Brock then asked Paul if he's nervous because Paul is just walking back and forth. Caressing the title. Yeah, yeah, just like, oh my god. He never wants to get rid of it. No. Never. And he never does. Uh, Yeah. And even though he, okay, so Paul admits that he is nervous. And even though Brock has a broken rib, they have to put it behind them because they are in MSG. He'll do anything he can to help Brock retain the titles. I, I don't think he will, Travis. I think that this is um, Heyman's first real MSG show as a WWE performer. It could very well be because um, this is a this is the place that he grew up in. Like he used to take photos at MSG shows. I remember hearing a story. I can't remember where it was, but a story of a when the WWE CW started running mm-hmm. and the first night they were in the garden and they opened up the show. Was the ECW show and like Paul Heyman like hyped up all the boys like ECW is opening up MSG, right? So it's just like you know, basically hyping up the boys like he did back in the day. Just that they're they're at the show, you know, like WWE is not opening up the show, ECW yeah. is, right? So 
you know that that's the that's the idea of MSG and Paul that comes to my mind is that spot there. But I think you're very much well right that this Survivor Series is is the first legit Paul Heyman ECW show where he's an on-screen personality. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say that they weren't there when he was commentating with JR because that probably happened because it was he was commentating what from be, just before WrestleMania. Just before WrestleMania, right until the end of the invasion. Yeah, so. Yeah, uh, what I'm more or less getting at is that this is probably a very, very. Um, sentimental show. A sentimental homecoming for you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. And Travis, what match do you think is next? God, we get this real early. It yep. felt like it anyway. Like the first hour, we get <laughs> the WWE Undisputed title match between yeah. Rock and the Big Show. And like, I remember stopping after this match because I think. Yep, I, this, after this match, I stopped and I was like, man, I got nothing left. Me too. And it's just like, you go back, it's like, I've got an hour, two hours left. An and hour and a half. There's two matches. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? For my notes on this show, on this uh, match, half page. Because this yeah, match it's, is it's, short and sweet. It's short and to the point. I don't know. have a bad thing to say about this match, though. No, no, no. Like, you've got show who has a heavily bandaged arm. From the fucking beating that, that you oh on. god that you showed me oh yeah during it's, this it's show god two weeks awful. ago yeah uh, and Brock is fighting through a legit broken rib but yet most of the offense is against the broken ribs of Brock you know what I mean it's just like you son of a bitch you crazy crazy son of a bitch for years I thought that this match was so short because Big Show was so limited at this point yeah no no man no. both of these people were fucking hurting so yeah. bad yeah. Uh, like, uh, Brock, uh, German show, the first time he German show, show lands on him. That's, that's basically the only low point to this match. <laughs> uh, but Brock then fuck you tackles the ref, hits a belly to belly. It looks so fucking good though. Cause show actually like, does a flip on the belly to belly. And it's just like, I didn't think big show had that into him. Uh, Paul throws in a chair, uh, show punches it. Like he, he I don't think that was a big thing at this point in time. Or no, probably when Show was going for the hardcore title, he was punching chairs, eh? You mean like the WMD punch? Or Yeah, like somebody goes to swing a chair and he just punches it? I think it was very, very seldom that he used to do it back in the day. Yeah. But nowadays, it's, it's just, just like, yeah, the WMD is... Insert punch here. Yeah. Uh, but Heyman... Uh, so, okay, Brock hits an F5 onto the chair of the big show. And a new ref comes out. One. Two. The ref is gone. What happened to the ref? Where'd the ref go? Paul. Yeah. Heyman turns his back on Brock Lesnar and has double-crossed the beast. Pulls the ref out, only gets a two. Brock sees this, and he fucking chases Heyman. And Paul lures <laughs> Lesnar right yep. into the big show. Yeah. Uh, he's cut off by the show, thrusting the chair into the broken ribs of Brock Lesnar, and he even hits him across the back, picks him up for a choke slam onto the chair, Disregards the evidence. Takes him a couple tries, though. One, two, three. Big Show is the new WWE champion. And they bolt off into a limo away from an angry Lesnar. Yeah. Immediately, too. Like, as oh, yeah. soon as the match is they over. They probably recorded this, like, earlier in the day. I don't know, man. The look on Big Show's face is a flustered, I'm pretty fucking tired, Paul. He probably had to... Well, he ran, like, probably, you know, two feet. <laughs> and he's like, oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I suppose. Now, Travis, it's time for a very, very good match. Yeah, like, it, like, it goes without saying nowadays because with No Mercy, we had the five-star classic. 
Yeah. Every week on SmackDown, we have great incredible matches between, matches. between variations of these six guys. Yeah. And this is basically the culmination of the term SmackDown six. In a way, yeah. This is is the the swan song, if you will, because if you look at Armageddon, what is the tag team match? I'd assume Los Chris Benoit fights Eddie Guerrero in a singles match. Travis, what do you know? There is no SmackDown tag team match on Armageddon. For real? Yeah. Well, we got Kurt Angle facing off in our new... Well, Kurt Angle goes against the Big Show for the uh, world title. Wow, this is weird. We have edges in a singles match. Yeah. yeah. We had a big tag team match going up on Raw. Yeah. Big one. Yeah. Like, who would even be the tag champs at this time? Because all three competitors have a singles match. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? So that's a that's a mystery going into it. That's a mystery that we'll solve in the next four weeks. Well, we actually get an, uh, a bonus match on the on the Armageddon DVD as well. It's a number one contenders match from SmackDown of December fifth. Oh well, uh, we'll get to that. And they right spelled away. determine wrong on the back of the. Wait, what? Thing. Really? Yep. Look right in this box. They they spelled determine wrong, like blatantly. Like oh wow, yeah, they're missing an E. Yeah, Jesus Christ, eh? Good one, WWE. Yeah, yeah that one slipped by your fucking looks, <laughs> Literate didn't Literate fucking bastards. <laughs> but this, Travis, like I said, I, 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 this is sad, really, now, thinking of this. Yeah, I didn't this realize. Is, this is the end of the, the SmackDown 6, essentially. Oh, God, and you know what? Edge breaks his neck soon. Yeah, yeah. We might be, uh, we might be once after the Royal Rumble, just doing a couple pay-per-views. Because <laughs> SmackDown doesn't seem like it's going to be any fucking good. Well, well, we get Brock and Angle. Yeah. Mania. And that might be a nice thing to kind of... Basically, basically, I'd say, you know, we'll watch the SmackDown. see. If they start going off a cliff, maybe we'll stop. Hey, we, we got to go into January, though, because we got the Al Wilson, the Dom Marie. Oh, yeah, no, we got to see Dad. We got to see Al Croak. We got to see Al Croak. We have to. Uh, but uh, Ray comes in. He enters, like we said before, from the other side of the building. In his Doppler effect outfit. He is an Indian prince tonight. Yeah, it's fucking hard to look at. Yeah. It, it's really like a, like a, what do you call it? The spinning, you know, like a penguin in the old school Batman where he'll, he'd spin his umbrella and it had a circle, like a hypnotizing effect, I guess. That's what I thought anyways. Yeah, uh, lollipop. Yeah. Angle sporting a knee brace. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. Yeah, it's... it's it's the only time I've seen him wear a knee brace up until this point. Hmm. So yeah, uh, now he has two knee braces. Well, yeah, I mean he's bionic man, right? He won, he won an Olympic gold medal with a broken freaking neck. Now I got a tumor in my freaking neck. I'm <laughs> yeah. still working. Yeah. No, well he's not working. Well, yeah, he is actually. He's yeah, doing he's doing his now. farewell tour, isn't he? He's doing his indie dates. The he's TNA doing, stuff is all. Fucking he's doing booked. indie dates. Now. Yeah. I thought I thought for sure I seen him advertise for an indie show. Wow. Do you yeah. imagine if PWA picked him up? Uh, well, speaking of PWA, we got a couple PWA listeners. Like, not wrestlers from PWA, people like PWA. Yeah, it's around this area, right? Animal backed out from the, uh, he was supposed to be at their f- anniversary show in March. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Animal backed out. He's going to be at the United Champions now. That's the big guy from the United Champions? That is, yeah, it might cause well, Let's hope me. that that's it not It might the... cause me not to see a PWA event this year. Because the only one I ever really go to is the United Champions one. Let's hope that they get another person swooped up for yeah. that show. Because Animal cannot... You have 
the first year Daniels, then you have Joe, and then Road Warrior Hannibal. Well, I wouldn't say first year. Not first, the first year, year we went. <laughs> first year that we were privy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, actually, with the uh, with the Joe last year, there was also the surprise to me, anyways, of Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal was there. I was, I was. That was actually probably one of the highlights of my night because I thought that was fuck. I I popped hard for Jinder Mahal. I was like, oh fucking snap! I knew Joe was here, but not you. I was like me with Curry Man. Oh yeah, no, that was cool. Go I ahead, really, man. I really enjoyed that. Uh, the main thing, you know, that Los Guerreros throughout this whole match would not let anybody tag them in, which was great. Whenever anybody would get close, they would just brush it aside, get off the apron, sit down. It was great. Uh, but at one point in time, Edge goes for a spear. It's countered with a drop toe hold by Angle into an Angle lock, cross face, double submission. Great. It, was, it was. It was such a good transition. It, it, it worked fluidly. You know, it just everybody fell right into place. And then we get a nice spot by Eddie. But he comes off the top rope into like a, a, a roll up onto Benoit, who is also about to do a German right on two edge, and this turns into like a super German power bomb. Yeah, yeah, like um, like it was like a Tower of Doom. Yeah, but like uh, not an eight man Tower of Doom. Exactly. You know what I mean? Just takes forever to Instead set. Instead of a TNA or indie Tower of Doom, this was the WWE stripped down. This, this, tower this of is Doom. how the men do it. Yeah, this is how the men do it. You know this what I mean? Like, this is where the big boys play. Well, not to quote WCW or anything, but really, that's such a better spot than the eight guys set up in a corner to all do a suplex. I hate that spot I in do a too. way. Like, I hate it in a kayfabe way. I don't. I like it to watch it happen. I don't like to see a setup. Yeah, you get what I'm saying. I do. Yeah, I do. Uh, but uh, so. Eddie, though, he then hits a frog splash. And why, try you got to answer this question for me. Why is Eddie allowed to pin all the time? No matter who is the legal man, Eddie just comes in and pins people. And the ref just lets him do it. Like, like it's been, it's Benoit and, uh, and who is it? I think it's Benoit and Edge are wrestling. And Benoit goes up for an Air Canada. And Eddie Guerrero just sneaks up and does a frog splash and goes for a pin. Yeah, I right? remember that. And then Benoit comes off, hits the Air Canada, and fucking connects skull to skull with Eddie. It's oh, it, it didn't look really good. It felt very good at all. But really, I thought that was probably one thing that I remember the most about that match. is just Eddie doing random pins. Oh man, with, with these six competitors that are going so fast and going so aggressively... It's probably hard for one referee to keep track of everything. Oh, without a doubt. It's probably hard for them to keep track Especially of everything. Especially with Vince yelling in your ear and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got a lot going. Like, I, uh, somebody, I was at work and, and somebody had brought up. It's like if, because if, we got cable at work and every now and then we'll switch on to wrestling if nobody notices. Yeah. And uh, somebody was like, if nobody listens to the ref, then what's the point? Of having a ref in there. <laughs> I was like, no, you, you're very right. That makes complete sense what you're saying. She's like, yeah, but like the ref is there. Like, like what's the point of the ref in these matches anyways? They're fake. I was like, oh, you have no idea what the ref does. The match basically lives or dies on the ref, <laughs> essentially. Yeah. Really? Right? Like, because you can see it if you're looking for it. The ref goes over to one guy. Then they'll break apart and just do something. You know what I mean? It's just... It's, it's the ebb and flow of a match really lives and dies on a wrestling Especially match. on a TV. Like, yeah. For TV. Angles. 
or angles to let you know if they're going on breaks. Yeah. You know, sometimes they'll slip you the blade. Not in the WWE. No. In the WWE's uh, factor, actually, uh, Byron Saxon. Byron Saxon. Slip you a blood capsule. (laughs) Very, very uh, nonchalantly, I guess you would say. Uh, so uh, he's giving them gum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey man, hey man, you're not the same with those Snickers. <laughs> Edge, <laughs> Edge then hits a spear on Benoit, pins him one, two, three. Benoit and Angle are eliminated. Post elimination, though, they go uh, all Brock Lesnar and suplex everybody many times. They take liberties. Yeah, but then we get some dissension between the two, though. Yeah, well, there was dissension between the two the whole time because well, oh yeah, I've totally skimmed over this. Chavo comes in and fucking blasts Benoit over the head with the title. With the title belt, yeah. And then tosses it and the curtain jumps outside, which is so good. We're getting you know I mean? the like, development of yes. the lie, cheat, and steal Los Guerreros. And yeah. week by week, we're getting it more and more and more. And we're soon going to get those vignettes and stuff like that. Are we? Oh, we have to. I hope, I hope to God we do, because this... Because, well, like, if that's the case, then uh, how long were they attacked him before Eddie shaved his head? Or did I ask this already? Eddie shaved his head... See, my best reference point for this is Vengeance 03, which is the one 2003 pay-per-view I watched a lot. Yeah. And Eddie has his head shaved for that, and that was the U.S. title uh, tournament. Okay. So, I would say in the spring he shaves his head. I think he still has the mullet for Mania, but I'm not too sure. Okay. Not too sure. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. I just, when I think of Los Guerreros... I always think of Eddie with the shaved head. The buzz cut. Yeah. yeah. That's that's when I see Los Guerreros, that's what I think. Or when I hear. Edge then uh, plays his best role that he knows. You know, number one babyface in peril. He plays that to uh, Eddie and Chavo who cut him off and, and they turn this into a, uh, a uh, you know, the tried and true tag team story. You know, cut the babyface off. Babyface will get his win back. He'll get the tag to... Uh, you know, the, the, the fresh baby face comes in cleans house. Yeah. So that's that's essentially what happens here. And this is when it's time for the rocket launcher. I'm like Travis, did they ever name this move? No, no, there's there's no I think the name What is, a maneuver. Wow Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like but Ray yells something when he goes to do it. I I would like to know what something it is. Something in Spanish perhaps? Maybe because I know everything else that he yells is a move. Right? So you go, 619, right? And he does 619. He's like, West Coast Pop. <laughs> does West Coast Pop, right? So I was like, he's yelling something before he does this. So it's just like, there's got to be a name. I always just call it like an alley-oop Frankensteiner because that's essentially what it is. You yeah. Know? Edge sets him up. Ray knocks him down. Yeah, essentially. essentially. <laughs> to me, to me, it will be forever called the Rocket Launcher. Well, that's a good name for it. <laughs> Thank you. If this wasn't Ray's night already, though, he goes for West Coast Pop. He gets cut off by Chavo and that damn belt again. Yes. Ray botches the 619 even before Chavo hits him with the title. Yep. Causing Eddie to put Ray in the lasso from El Paso. Pas- Paso? The El Paso lasso. The El Paso lasso. And he taps. New tag champs. Yeah. Los Guerreros. So then three up, three down. Travis. Post-match. After the Guerreros are done with their celebration, we get the Easter egg of the night. And that's Kane. Doing wall push-ups? Doing wall push-ups while looking at Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. <laughs> that's what? who's on the poster. Are you it's serious? It's Keith Richards and Mick Jagger. I didn't even yeah, notice he's that. He's doing it. He's looking at his... I can't get no 
Oh, he's listening to Painted Black. <laughs> Come on. I see a red door and I want to paint it black. <laughs> Fair That's enough. his colors, man. It's his colors. It is his colors. <laughs> Definitely. Maybe he's singing, Katie. Katie. Oh, boy. Oh, never boy. meant to fuck you in the funeral. Oh, God. Hey there. <laughs> <laughs> so, now here comes the, uh, the probably the pop of the night. Nowinski comes out. No, it's not Nowinski. He insults the New York crowd. Then Matt Hardy comes out. He enters some, he brings some matitude into this building. And what are the math facts this week? I didn't even notice. Oh, okay. I didn't even realize it. So Matt Hardy keeps his room temperature at a toasty 75 degrees Fahrenheit. Fair enough. Matt fact number two, which I I detest him for this. Matt Hardy only drinks low-fat chocolate milk. What the fuck? Low-fat chocolate milk. What would that be? That's like... That's like is that 0.5%? Mi- it's probably 1%. No, 1% is all we can get. You can get 2%. I've never seen 2% chocolate milk up here. Oh, really? In Alberta. No, you can get 2%. 1% usually tastes like um the um is like chocolate milk with Nesquik or milk with Nesquik. Oh, that's that fucking garbage Beatrice stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not a fan. Not a fan. No, Matt I, don't Hardy, like, I don't like Beatrice stuff. Matt Hardy, you're not drinking chocolate milk. Yeah, but he's also an athlete, so (laughs) he's also an athlete. (laughs) So, so maybe in his descent into madness years later, he started to drink full fat chocolate milk. That's that's when he would eat the grapes in the ring and do videos. He would wash it down with some milk, and it would just not sit right. And that's what was wrong with him. That's exactly what was wrong with Matt Hardy. Boy, oh boy! He ate grapes, ran the ropes, and then drank milk to wash it. If you need a diagnosis, call the Federation. We've got your diagnosis. One that you'll want to hear, anyways. Is it beets, chocolate milk? Was it drugs, Matt? No, no, it wasn't drugs. It was grapes. (laughs) Grapes and milk, not a good mix. So Uh, they agree, though, that the New York crowd are losers and stupids and end up calling them lupid. Lupid. Stupid losers. Yikes. And then sirens appear because of the horrible, horrible use of lupid. The cops are coming to take Matt Hardy and Nowinski down to the slammer. Nuh-uh. Worse. It's the big bad booty daddy. Big bump bump beats your hookup. Scott Steiner debuts. And the motherfucker... Big fan of his when he was eight years old at this point. Yeah. Didn't realize that he has a 69 put on the front yes. of his pants. Yes. And a cockeye. Like, what the fuck? He takes off his glasses of one eyes over here. It's just like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. What the fuck happened to you, Scott? No wonder you keep your glasses on when you <laughs> yeah. wrestle half the time. Yeah, he takes his glasses off and one eye just strays. It was fucking amazing. Uh, we get more suplexes. Belly to backs. Fucking... Hooks, suplexes, suplexes clotheslines, and pummels. Yeah, and, and a gorilla press. Gorilla press to Matt onto Nowinski outside. And Scott's already blown up. He's blown right the fuck up. And he has to wrestle 30-minute matches with H. And then this. he's given a fucking mic. And he, Vince knew better, too. Vince knew better than to have Scott go out, blow himself up, and then take a mic. Yeah. Because that could be disastrous. We can get percentages on the go then. Scott takes the mic, and he says... It's for all my New York freaks out there. Ha! If you hear me, drops the mic and leaves. Doesn't say if he's on Raw or SmackDown, nothing. It's unreal how much sexual innuendo went into Scott Steiner's character. Oh, Scott Steiner, that's all he was. Once he got rid of the college hang-up, once he got rid of his brother, he kept the, you fucking prude, he kicked the boy. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. kicks him to the side and then 
becomes this fucking just degrading sexual deviant Scott Steiner. One thing is missing from the <coughs> WWE character, and that is the Bengal Tiger. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Well, there's a lot missing from his WWE character. He's very, very tied in the WWE, as he should be because he's Scott Steiner. Yeah. But that's part of what gave him charm in WCW, is just you went out, you didn't have a fucking clue what Scott was going to say. You know, some, well, he got suspended for fucking shitting on Ric Flair one night, just going off the cuff. Like, was this on WCW? On Nitro. Really? I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm not a... I, I don't know a, hell, a whole hell of a lot on WCW. But they, um... Yeah. I think Ric Flair left at one point, and Scott Steiner just took the piss right out of him. Huh. Yeah, and then he got suspended. Like, he got sent home with yeah. it. I don't think it was without pay, but... No, of course. WCW would never do that. Probably weren't allowed. <laughs> we have to stop giving money to someone? We can't do that. <laughs> Ted won't like that. Yeah, well, definitely won't like that. <laughs> now, Sean, though, Sean, we're backstage, and Sean's about to tell us why he's going, why he believes he's going to win the uh, Elimination Chamber. When do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do, aren't in breaking news. Oh, yeah. Randy Orton interrupted HBK. And Orton is in New York. Yeah, he's, is he? Because I know he's wearing a Survivor Series t-shirt. He said that he's in New York, and he was feeling under the weather, I'm pretty sure, until a sexy flight attendant... Saved the day oh, and yeah. gave him an extra pillow on the flight. Yeah, nice. God nice. bless you for saving our golden goose, Randy Orton. Yeah, and who then he has... brought her to the washroom and just fucking assaulted her. Just like Randy Orton would. But you know what? Regardless of that, ring ropes line his bassinet. He, that gives him the, the will to do whatever he wants. And then Triple H has the second best line of the night. The reason why I said Taz has the first is because Triple H had this one, and I wanted to distinguish that Taz's is better than Triple H's, because this one makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. I like Triple H's line that he ends his interview with. I fucking thought it was stupid, because he's a heel. But, at some it's, point... It's, it's, this is like Triple H, fast forward to today, trying to be a face when he's a heel. But, I don't know, at some point I feel like a heel should have profound moments in his character to make you... Like, okay, the guy's a champion... Sometimes he has to back up what he says and his, what he's saying to become truth. Like, you know? Yeah. Just sometimes you got to get real. Like, you can't just be someone that's living in the clouds <laughs> like most heels do. Yeah. Just like, oh, yeah, I, I'm the greatest. I'm going to win no matter what. Rah, 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 Sometimes you got to be like, well, yeah, this match is going to be fucking hell. Well, like, yeah, I guess you could say Triple H did not say he was going to go into that match and win. No, he no. said he was going to go to hell. Well, the state of line, we we bounced around this line the whole fucking time. I've got a first class ticket to hell. I want to know who's coming with me. Part of me feels like that's probably like a Motorhead line too. Oh God, I bet you it is. Yeah, now I that bet you it's say it's a it. lyric to a Motorhead song. Sounds like a Lemmy line too. Yeah, that sounds like oh a yeah, it definitely line does for sure. It definitely does. Uh, but next though, Travis is an amazing inaugural elimination chamber match. Yeah, this match. I don't think there's been an Elimination Chamber to rival this match. No, I think that this is the best Elimination Chamber ever done. Because definitely, of, definitely not the Intercontinental match from... Uh, from uh, Oh, God, from the special last year? Yeah. yeah. That was atrocious. Was that 2015? Well, they did the Network Special. Elimination Chamber Network Special. Yes, that's right. And it wasn't even for a WWE title. It was for the yeah, IC title and the tag title. Yeah. And both of them sucked. 
Yeah. Like Kalisto climbed up to the very top. And then getting stuck. Yeah, he got stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then what's great though is that the uh, table for three with uh, Daniel Bryan, the Ryback, and uh, who's with him? Dolph. Dolph, Dolph, is it? Yeah. And they're uh, all talking about that elimination. And Daniel match. Bryan's just like, well, I thought it was great. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Ryback's just like, fuck you. <laughs> I'm trying to think of an el- elimination chamber that rivaled that match. Um, the one the next year after was the Evolution show with um, Goldberg in it. Or Goldberg, like, kicked the door down and it just shattered. Oh, yeah. Then you had... What, does it look like how all this bulletproof glass broke in this match, too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Um, they had it at New Year's Revolution for a couple of years as the big uh, staple yeah, for that show. Yeah, I remember that too, yeah. Just the, the draw to the December pay-per-view. Honestly, like, no elim- Elimination Chamber rings to mind other than the one where... Um, uh, the one where Jericho wins before WrestleMania 26 was pretty good. And the one where Taker's uh, fire fucking, like, lights him up. Literally, and he actually is burnt. Yeah, yeah, that one. I yeah. think that that was before an elimina- elimination chamber match, but I'm not too sure. Could have been. Definitely not the ECW elimination chamber match. Hey, that one. I forgot about that one. Bad. That one's bad. And you know what though? You can't blame nobody but the WWE for that one. That whole pay per view is just a hot pile of garbage. Yeah, Two promoted matches before the fucking show went on the air, and the the last promoted matches. The last match, the, the your main event, the card, the the amount, the people in it was not finalized until the fucking show. And they took out the one person that the actual yeah they, over ECW original original yeah, fans wanted. Sabu. To they fucking had Sabu replaced with Hardcore Holly. Yeah, it's just like what the fuck. No hate on Hardcore Holly because no. we got fucking test Bobby Lashley and Big Show in that goddamn yeah, match. It just made no fucking sense at all because like RVD was suspended at that time, right? Was he? Was he not in that match? I, well, that's why they took Sabu out. Fucking Christ! So right, because Tommy cause, Dreamer must have been in that match. Must have been. There must have been. been one ECW original in there. I don't know. I feel like RVD was in that match. Really? I do feel like he was. Maybe, but and that's when he lost the title, was it? No, RVD lost the, the title big show. right after. Uh, some, no, good lord. Yeah, he lost the title to the Big Show right after they they got caught. They got pulled over right after they got caught. It was um, it was on a, ECW TV, wasn't it? Uh yeah, they um he lost yes. he lost the WWE title on Saturday night's main event. Yeah, and then that Tuesday he lost the yeah. Big Show, got suspended for thirty or sixty days. When at the same time Sabu ends up facing Big Show at SummerSlam for the ECW title. Good Lord knows why Sabu didn't get suspended. <laughs> yeah, right, the one guy that hasn't had a long standing relationship with the company. So I'm pretty sure RVD came back sometime in the fall, and then. Yeah, yeah, got a very... CM Punk was in the Elimination Chamber as well. Yes. I knew that I was missing somebody. Yeah. There we go, okay. Yeah. But anyways, let's stop talking about that terrible one and talk about yeah. this great one. Yeah. Bischoff comes out to explain the rules, basically to prove that it's real steel because he starts hitting it with a billy club. Yeah. Uh, Jericho then comes out to Saliva singing the horrible King of My World song. Oh, breakdown Yeah. And it's a prolonged entrance too because it's a live entrance so they're just they're, just, they're zooming in on Chris Jericho and he's fucking tugging on the cage and I realized halfway through the elimination chamber match it's because he's thinking RVD's getting on top of this cocksucker how sturdy is this right yeah <laughs> he's just like fuck I hope this I hope this holds Jer- hey, Jericho Jericho with great ring presence here yeah Sorry. yeah uh, he also has the brand new tag team titles I think that's the first time we see those aren't isn't it no 
No. No? Yeah, they've brought him up on Raw since, I'm pretty sure. Must have been like the week or two, the last two weeks. I don't know, actually. when they beat him for those titles, the graphic that Jericho has for the Elimination Chamber I don't think they get rid of that graphic for a long time. No? Fuck they fuck Chris Jericho on those graphics, man. Like that IC Super title closing gra- the IC title <laughs> one. That IC title one goes down in history yeah. for me as one of the worst fucking photoshops or just just like editing jobs. Yeah, worst one of the worst ones that WWE has ever done. I agree. I agree. Booker T enters the uh, the elimination chamber and he gets a lot of pyro over on Ray's stage. It's funny how we're calling it Ray's stage, not Saliva stage because they didn't play on it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, they come down and, and we find out that uh, RVD and Triple H are going to start off the match the we two also, men with the least amount of chemistry in the world can we also talk about Sean's awful tights and hair? oh Travis because we, we got to talk about it at one point Sean's, how long does he sport these fucking god awful things one night is it just one night but then the next night on Raw yeah. he debuts a new pair of tights wasn't accepting those heart the heartbreak kid pants at this point. No, wasn't accepting it. I don't remember. I might have to watch that episode of Raw. So, because I don't remember those tights. I remember vividly. It's RVD versus Shawn Michaels main eventing Raw the next night for the WWE title. Okay, World Heavyweight title. I'm sorry. And Shawn is wearing black tights, just black, black tights with HBK going down the sides. Yeah, in his um, Titantron writing where it's like H. Yeah, B, K. And that's written down there. I think there's a cross on the other side with the fish. Okay. That's it. I think there might be a heart somewhere. But he is not accepting the fact that he's going to go back to those Heartbreak Kid pants. Because, like, these pants, they're a shit brown, which when you uh, play it on, like, a video game, it's defaultly black. This was the only attire you could play as Shawn Michaels with on Here Comes the Pain. Really? Or... There might have been another one. But it was one. black, though, right? They had black pants. They were not black. Not brown. I believe they were black. Because he has he has these shit teal brown pants. And I have the... Um, I have the... Um, action figure. I black. have the action figure in his black, too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, his... But his knee pads are black. And his boots are cowboy boots. Which... How would you want to bet that no wrestler in this fucking world wants to wrestle somebody in cowboy boots? That's gotta be rough. Yeah. Yeah. It's like... like, like stop being a dick, Sean. Just wear fucking wrestling boots. Or get your fucking rubbers like you wear everywhere else. Oh, good lord. Big fucking if Sean ever comes back for a match. Oh, he's he got to wear them. He's got to wear green HBK pants with green fucking rubbers. And a hunting hat. Yeah, and a rubber hunting hat. And, and fuck's sake, do something with a cross Or eyes. bandana, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Put, so, can we just get on. him to wear Scott Steiner's headgear? Might as well. Just be fucking... The uh, chainmail and HBK sunglasses. HBK fucking Big Papa Pumps. He's your hookup for Jesus. Holler. If you hear me. Pray if you hear me. Yeah, pray. There you go. <laughs> Say grace before my matches. Yeah. But no, those tights, they're, they're god awful. I was hoping your answer to my question would be a few other nights because I want to make more fun of them. But I guess tonight's the only night. As, as far as I recall, we get one more funny HBK pair of pants. And then he goes back to the Heartbreak Kid pair. And then he goes to the baggy stuff, right? He goes to the baggy stuff a couple years later. Yeah, he did not want to keep those pants. Yeah. He must have thought... So he they, kept the tights for like a, a nice while? Kept the tights up until uh, 05. Really? He debuted... See, I was, I was not a part of... Really a big part of wrestling at this point. Yeah, you used to just watch the, like WrestleMania yeah. and the Royal Rumble, yeah, right? Yeah, it was very nonchalantly. I wasn't keeping up with Raw or nothing like that. Um, Yeah, he debuted them in his match against Kurt Angle at WrestleMania 21. I am pretty <laughs> sure. What better time to do it, right? Fucking fantastic match. Yeah, yeah. No, I remember that match. Uh, so uh, RVD and Triple H... 
They break the chamber within three minutes of starting the match. RVD just swings Triple H into the cage about eight times, and then it comes on the latch. Triple H almost falls out. Yeah. And they go back inside, and they don't go back to that side of the chamber for the rest of the match. <laughs> uh, we also get a cool spot where uh, RVD does a rolling thunder to the outside. That was quite cool. Uh, and then RVD gives Jericho the finger, <laughs> climbs up to the top of his pod. Jericho pulls the legs down, and he takes a nasty bump on his thigh a little bit later on. After doing like a like a tope onto Triple H from the corner, I don't did know. he really? Yeah, like like well, he doesn't hurt. Is like is not like is like oh, I gotta stop the match. Yeah, stop the like, injury. I'm talking no, about. No, no, he does just uh, just like a sent on flip onto Triple H, lands on his hip onto the steel, and you see he's selling it. He fucking he's in pain, right? Like he's 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 reflexing his leg, trying to get moving really? back into it. And he got Sean. Sean's is next to Sean's pod, and he's on his knee. He's covering yes. his mouth. He's just like. Right, looking at the ref, like right here, pointing to his thigh, just like, ooh. Right, so he's, you know, Sean just looks like he just feels bad for RVD. I right now. really thought that Sean did a great job in this match, showing his um, selling the elim- elimination chamber yeah. because he had childlike bewilderment towards yeah. this chamber. He walked in during his entrance, in which MSG went unreal. Oh, yeah, they were unhinged. And his last appearance was in, like, the New York area at the Nassau Coliseum, right? His last Survivor Series was no, the 97 I mean, Survivor Series. It was. But I'm saying um, SummerSlam. Wasn't that in the New York area, too? I think it was in the Nassau Coliseum, yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And so anyways, like, New York fucking loves him. And at this point, you know, Sean's looking around the Elimination Chamber, shaking the stuff. You know, he's, like, looking at the glass, and he's, like, yep. kind of hitting on it. And then that part, that part I have written down somewhere in here. Sean yeah. just looking down, and he's like, oh, <laughs> God, he's in so much pain. I do not want to get in no, this. No, that's, that's one of my favorite parts of the match. You know what Me I mean? too. It, it, it's Sean's reaction stuff. And I was I was elated, or delighted, sorry, when uh, Sean gets into the match, and he doesn't take back bumps onto the steel. He takes foot bumps onto the steel. Yeah. Right? I, I was actually, I was like, good. Good, I'm, I'm thankful you did that, Sean. There's also another thing that Sean does, too, about the bewilderment that I was talking about. When the lights introduce the new people, Sean's like... <laughs> in, in, like, complete fright and terror. I didn't terror. even notice that. It's great! It's so great! <laughs> and he's, like, the last one to enter, too, isn't he? <laughs> he's just like, oh, man, it's me? Really? I didn't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, uh, uh, after uh, RVD gets sent down... Jericho enters the match now, and the music, Travis. I love the music it. for entering the pod. It's like it's who God wants awful. to be a millionaire? Yeah. But I never noticed that Travis, um, before watching an Elimination Chamber match, or even watching a ring in general, just the give to a ring and how much it goes up and down. You know what I mean? And, and with the Elimination floor, you got that sturdy constant around. Yes. And then to watch it dip. And, and move every time somebody moves is like, no wonder they have a hard time standing on ladders. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it makes sense. And, and you know what? Climbing a ladder, if you're fatigued, selling it, it kind of makes sense if you if you realize how much the ring is moving. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's a nice little eye-opener to see it. It's really cool watching this match, too, that everyone's, nobody's ever wrestled in this before. They're no. all figuring this out themselves, too. Nobody's called this match before. Nobody, yeah. You know, it, it, it's different. It's just like watching the Hell in a Cell from Bad Blood, yeah. like of 97, where yeah. there's a, it's mysterious. No yeah. one really knows what they're doing, but they're doing it, 
and you know they're fucking giving off a great show in the, in the meantime no i agree so then uh, we get uh, RVD spotter monkeys himself onto the cage after Jericho ducks a crossbody. RVD still hates the crossbody, though. <clears throat> and then Booker T enters the match. The crowd actually give Booker T some love. RVD goes onto the top of the pot again, Travis. And I called it a one-star frog splash. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this one-star frog splash on Triple H, correct? Yeah. Tears Triple H's trachea. This is the spot that tears his trachea. Yes, sir. He puts his whole fucking leg on top of Triple H's throat, jumping off of the pod, therefore tearing his trachea, and after this, I don't know if you noticed, Triple H doesn't do a lot. No. And he starts selling really bad. Yeah. Like, I I believe there's one point when Kane gives him a choke slam. Triple H doesn't even go up for it. No, he doesn't. I I recall that. I recall it's right after a Jericho choke slam, which goes really high up and down. Goes to Triple H and is like, no, sir, not today. Well, yeah, he grabbing his throat, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, you're not really doing much with his throat and a choke slam. Yeah. But still, there, there's some force there, I'm sure. Yeah. And you could see him walking around a lot. Like, he would always just kind of take a breath. And if you didn't know, you'd probably just think the Triple H. I didn't even realize chicken it. Chicken shit heel, right? I just, yeah, that's that's what I thought it was. He's just he's sitting back, waiting for his time. You know what I mean? Waiting for his chance to strike. Makes me wonder what would have happened in this match if Triple H was 100% for the rest of it. But you know what, though? The ending of this match is still good. Triple H still, you know, like, torn trachea or not, you can't fault the guy for doing what he does at the end of this torn match. Torn trachea, torn quad, the man never calls it quits nope, during a match. Nope. Say what you want about Triple H, that's not going to happen. Uh, but Booker T, part of me feels like RVD probably, like, thought he hurt himself during this match as well. Because... The way RVD goes out is very anticlimactic. The missile drop kick? Yes. Yeah. Booker T hits RVD with a missile drop kick from the top rope, pins RVD, and he's gone. And it's just like, hmm. Yeah. Because he does, he, the way he lands, because like what happens is Triple H is too close to the pod. That's why RVD lands on his throat. And it seems like RVD tries to catch himself on his feet as he's doing that one-star frog splash. And and that's like almost like it seemed like it could have caused like a twist in his leg. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I so do. it's it just something like that almost had to happen. I think on commentary they actually tried to mention that I think RVD tweaked his leg. Yeah, yeah, they did. They did. Uh, but then at this point in time, Kane enters the match after RVD is pinned. And uh, Kane, once he throws Jericho through the plexiglass, breaks the bulletproof glass. That's our first breakage of it. Something I really like, too. The first time that Book, uh, Kane comes in, he goes after Book. And he delivers a clothesline to Book. But Book, I think, was expecting a punch. <laughs> so he just kind of moves a bit. Whereas Kane just clubs him with a clothesline. Book's just like, ugh. Yeah. Oh, shit, sorry. Sorry, Glenn. Good lord. It was kind of sloppy, but I found it extremely funny. <laughs> but uh, Booker T, the embarrassment, he wouldn't have to face it for much longer because Jericho eliminates Booker T with a line salt. Yeah. And then we get Shawn Michaels enters the match, and that's the last of our entries. Uh, we get a super kick pedigree line salt to put Kane away. Yes. You sell the fact that he's a big monster. And this is where the commentators say that this is Shawn's first Survivor Series since 1997. Yes. And then I thought to myself, it's like, that can't be true. And then I went back in history, I was like, wait. Austin beat him at WrestleMania in 98. It must be true. Right? Because that's his last appearance. And this was his first ever MSG show since September of 97. Oh, really? Do you remember the infamous 
MSG Raw from 97 in which Cactus Jack faced Triple H in the first ever, like, anything goes hardcore match on Raw. Oh, really? That's that one? Yes. That was actually the first show in which Steve Austin stunned Vince McMahon as well. A highlight of the show. Yeah, yeah. At this point in time, Travis. <laughs> Uh, with uh, once you get Kane out of the mix and you're left with Jericho, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels, this match becomes amazing. Two out of three of them are already donning crimson masks yep. as well. Actually, no. All, uh, Shawn's not at this point. Not at this point. No. But it's very close after this. They bust him open hard. Oh, way. dude. Dude. Yeah, it's like he bladed and it wasn't happening. Jericho's like, bleed. Bleed and he starts squeezing his head. Well, you can see there's like one glimmer yeah. of blood, and then Jericho starts going ham, and so does Triple H. Yeah. To the point where they bring him over to the cage, and you get my uh, one line that rings true from my childhood: "Great his head like a cheese grater." Yes. Come on. Yes. Yes. And then once they get him away from the cage, HBK has a huge amount of of of, of color on his face. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's great. Yeah, it looks great for all three of these guys. It sells the match itself. Triple H, it's selling Triple H's internal injuries more than what you you know. And uh, it, it's just good. Triple H, he then pulls Jericho off of Sean. They're, they're basically a team for the most part. Yeah. Right? So, and when Jericho is about to get rid of Sean Michaels, Triple H rips Jericho off. Jericho freaks. The little alliance is over. Now, mind you, Triple H is probably regretting this kayfabe-wise a little bit later on in the match. Yeah. Jericho, though, he then has Triple H in the walls of Jericho. Sean then super kicks Jericho, pins him, one, two, three, Jericho's eliminated. It's down to Triple H and HBK. And uh, this is our second spot where somebody goes through the bulletproof plexiglass. Yes. Where HBK goes for a pedigree on the steel, but is reversed, and Sean goes through the glass. So, I mean... Sean took a hell of a bump. Oh, yeah, too. he broke the fuck out of that glass. Plexiglass. Could you imagine if that didn't break? And the fact <sighs> that Sean, like... Just the thud. Oh, buddy, that would have been terrible. Yeah. Uh, then Sean goes up to the pod and shows you how you jump off of a pod and hits a nice elbow drop from the top. Yeah. An air horn blares. I the match is on fire, Travis. There's an air horn. I allowed him to do that. I mean... It's, it, I think it comes down to it being Shawn Michaels. Yeah, the only person you know that I mean? he really 100% well, trusts. Uh, and it goes vice versa where Shawn Michaels, the only person he trusted was Triple H to bring him back into the SummerSlam match. Yeah. You know, basically probably just a little bit of a, a, a brushing it, you know, to Shawn just saying, you know, I trust you, go for you. I know you're not going to hit me in the throat. Yeah. yeah. Right, so. Uh, and, and, you know, if there was anybody that you wanted to deliver a elbow drop to somebody that had no clue how to wrestle, it's Shawn Michaels. Or Macho Man. Macho Man delivered an elbow drop that looked like it didn't hurt at all. One person but you don't want great. to deliver an elbow CM on you? Punk. Ah, yes, we are in simpatico. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so Shawn starts tuning up the band. Triple H hits a pedigree. Shawn takes it on his side. Only gets a two. Sean then counters another pedigree to a backdrop. Sweet chin music. One, two, three. We got a brand new world heavyweight champion. And the crowd pops so loud yeah. that it pops the mic. Does it really? Oh, I, I I listen to this on a sound system, and I, I, I don't want to say that it's a bad sound system, so I'm pretty sure it popped the mic yeah. on the show. And, you know, it very well could be because, you know, it's triple, it, it, it's HBK 
winning the world title. You know yeah. what I mean? A second match back from you know career-ending back injury. And we get JR doing his oh. typical victorious sell job yeah. for the new champ. And <laughs> I wish that it would... I, I kind of wish that Vince was doing it because Vince does Sean's first sell at Mania 12. Oh, the, the boy. boyhood dream has come true. The midlife dream has come true <laughs> for Shawn Michaels. <laughs> midlife crisis be gone. Yeah. Jesus save him. Jesus take the wheel. Jesus take the wheel. I can just imagine that being said by JR at some point in time. Like, tr- HBK is in super trouble. By God, Jesus saves. By God, Jesus, take the wheel. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus saves. Fruity, fruity, Skittles, fruity, fruity. (laughs) Fuck. That's Oklahoma, right? No, that's JR. Is it really? He does a promotion. He promotes Skittles in 03, and that was his thing. Nice, nice. I got to find that. Catch the rainbows. (laughs) Fruity, Skittles. Fruity, fruity, Skittles. (laughs) I gotta find that. You can probably find it on YouTube. Oh, like no, five no, 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 no. Travis, what did you think of the Survivor Series? Over Fantastic show. Best pay review that we have reviewed so far, except for SummerSlam. Yeah. I enjoyed this one a little bit more because of the last two matches. There's a little bit more smoke and mirrors in it, you know what I mean? Yes. It, 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 it's given that little extra. To me, this pay-per-view felt like pay-per-view. It did. This pay-per-view felt like, you know, this is what you paid for. Better atmosphere, too, compared yeah. to SummerSlam. MSG was a great crowd. The the mood as well. Um, yeah, matches on the first half were good. They weren't amazing. No. But the last half, you know, you got Big Show and Lesnar, which is good for what it I was. I mean, Billy Kidman and Noble is a good match. It was. It's a really good match. It was. Yeah, I would say that. You've got, you know, your third best match is Noble and Kidman. Second best is Edge and, and you know, the, the tag team match. And the best match is the Elimination Chamber match. And best Elimination Chamber to date, yeah. perhaps of all time. The first, the first Elimination Chamber. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you got, the, you got the debut of Scott Steiner uh, beating up two nobodies from both Raw and SmackDown, so you didn't know which person was which. You know what I mean? We don't even get Scott Steiner on this pay-per-view that's coming up next next month. Oh, wow. Dropped the ball, WWE. Do you remember, though, what happens between Don Marie and Tori Wilson on this show? No. On Armageddon? No. Does, does Don lose her top? Well, see, on the back of the case, it's advertised as no match. Just the very bottom. Tori Wilson and Don Marie. Oh, wow. Oh, this is, is this where she propositions her to uh, make love to her and she won't marry Al? Yep. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice guts of spank, bank material in that episode. You get the lesbian innuendo. Yeah. But, yeah, no no Scott Steiner. No Scott Steiner, no WWE SmackDown tag team match. No, but we do get a three stages of hell match. Between Shawn Michaels and Triple H for the World oh, Heavyweight title. That should be A month shy of Triple H tearing his trachea, the motherfucker goes right in <laughs> for, uh, let's count it, a street fight, a steel cage, and a ladder match. Yeah. Well, well is that going to be the first one since the Triple H Austin or Triple H Mick? Triple H Austin. Triple H Austin? Yeah. From No Way Out 01. Yeah. Pretty much the same matches, too. I think every three stages held the same, isn't it? Except um, it wasn't a ladder match, I guess, because they had no title. It was probably like a submission or something oh, like okay. that. Okay. But I know the steel cage ended it last time. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so we have Triple H defending his uh, title of being the three stages of hell king. Yeah, because he's, he's in every three he stages of hell. He never loses man. a single three. But he's never, he's, he's in every one of them, though, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's his, it's, it's his hell in a cell, essentially. Definitely. Yeah. It is. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, so, Travis, that is the end of Survivor Series 2002. There's only one last thing to do before we go away today. And that is to choose the winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner of the Federation Mystery Box. Yes, now, remember, sir. I said, you know, this is not a box in which you'll get the clap or any STD or venereal diseases. This is a box in which you get enjoyment and you get cheer from. So I hope you winner out there get cheer from this Federation mystery box and take pictures and tag us on Twitter. Yes. Oh, if you the hat's it, shaking. If you can't hear it, I'm shaking paper and hat with the many, 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 many entrances. Over 1,000 entrances. Over 9,000. 9,000. And the winner is... Oh, he's digging for the bottom. Digging for the bottom. The Twitter handle of the winner is... At DE122795, Dallas Ellingsworth. Congratulations, sir. You are Miss America. And you will be receiving a Federation mystery box whenever you send us your address. So just yeah, go on Twitter, send us the address. And if you don't send us the address, then... Maybe not on your Twitter feed, maybe through a DM. Just Well, yes, yes, yeah. Don't tell the world your address because nothing good can come from that. No. But do send a direct message to the Federation and we will send you your mystery box. Care of ourselves. You won't even have to pay shipping, sir. Yeah. But Travis, that is today's show. We have we had great Lucha Underground news to start the show. We had an amazing pay-per-view to get us through the show. And we cap off the show with giving away shit. The first ever Federation contest. Yeah. Hopefully there will be more to come. Maybe. We'll see. And many more. (laughs) Orgasms for you. Uh, But uh, you can, like again, let's end the show with, you can find the Federation podcast on Twitter at the Federation. You, sir, at DE122795. It's a hard number to remember. That's a complex number, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complex fractions. No, no fractions there. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. But you can find us on Twitter, and, and uh, you, Dallas, you should uh, definitely make sure you remember our Twitter handle, at the Federation Podcast. It's not that. It's at the Federation. I'm sorry, guys. I'm, oh, look at you. You can't I'm, even remember your I'm, own. I'm mixing up Facebook and Twitter now, guys. It's been way too long. I'm really hungry. Really hungry. I'm starving, The struggle's actually. real. Yeah, the struggle is certainly real. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, the Federation Podcast. MoFudge.com is where you'll find all your episodes. You get Mucha Lucha. You can get old episodes of Hit or Miss. Apparently, people like the Cody and Cambria Hit or Miss we done. Who knows? Maybe before WrestleMania, there'll be another Cody and Cambria Hit or Miss coming. And uh, you, can, uh, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can find it on Stitcher and Spreaker and TuneIn. Uh, wherever fi- uh, podcasts are found, you can find us there. Uh, and I don't say this enough. 
But make sure you check out Heroes Wrestling's YouTube page, and you can find all of his great little shows there that he does. He, he does SmackDown versus Raw playthroughs. You know, I join him for pay per view reviews every month. And then uh, check out our friends over at the Suplex City Limits podcast, New Blood Pod. You know, they're doing the invasion just before us. So it's like, if you want to know what happened before we started, listen to New Blood Podcast. Yeah, connect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How did we get to the SmackDown 6? Oh, I don't know. They'll tell you. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so there you go. And uh, find many more podcasts, listen to them all, support them all, support us on Patreon. Just type in the Federation Podcast and get us there. Yeah. Travis, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me on Twitter at FudgingUp333. Um, you also can find me on Twitter and Facebook under the Talking Heads. That would be SHA, Talking Heads. That is, is it SHA? It's CHA. CHA, wow. I'm a, <laughs> I'm, I'm a great I'm a great plugger. It's the first thing you plugged us. So it is. It is. Um, it's my new podcast with me and my friend Billy. We. Uh, do a lot of shit. We're, uh, you know, trying to be lighthearted. I have some nice, nice conversations on philosophy, music, and the like. We have a few skits and stuff. We have one episode up right now, and that is up on iTunes. Or you can go on shatalkingheads.com to find all that out and more to be coming up later on in the month. And there we go. And uh, a, uh, a link to the Talking Heads will be in the show notes. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll put an episode up on the feed just to make sure that the people fucking listen to it. Yeah, right? <laughs> maybe I'll just force feed you. Fill your shit. ear holes with this. I'll be Vince McMahon of my own fucking universe. God Thank you very damn it, much. We're going to put this down everyone's throats. <laughs> More than Roman Reigns. Yeah, so basically, congratulations, Dallas, for the winning of the Federation Mystery Box. I'm Tyler Fudge. I'm Travis Fudge. Keep on rocking in the free world, Dan. Do, 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 do. Do, do. This has been a Mo Fudge production. Executive producers Joel Morgan and Tyler Fudge. For more, go to MoFudge.com. I love Mo Fudge.